1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to New Books and Native American Studies, a podcast channel on the New Books Network. I'm your host, Annabella Breck, and today we'll be talking to Pekka Hamelinan about his new book, Lakota America, A New History of Indigenous Power. Pekka Hamelinan, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Pekka, I wonder if you could kick things off today by telling us a bit about yourself.
2: Sure. So, uh, uh, well, I'm uh, 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 a Native Finn. And I grew up in Finland, and uh, and, uh, and went to school in Finland. And uh, but my first visit to US was uh, in the ni- in the mid nineties uh, when I had a Fulbright uh, uh, fellowship uh, uh, to study uh, 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 or to actually to write my dissertation, which was about uh, uh, Plains Indians abroad conceived. And uh, from there on, you know, I abandoned that uh, topic and ended up writing about the Comanches. And uh, then uh, uh, in the early 2000s, I got my first job in the US, uh, uh, first in Texas, and then uh, shortly after I moved to California, UCSB, where I spent six years. And now I'm uh, at Oxford, uh, uh, where I'm uh, teaching American history.
1: Wonderful. Thank you very much. In your introduction, you explain your choice of Lakota America as you lay out your arguments and the stakes of your work. Rather than prefacing a history of another indigenous empire, you opt to explain Lakota power in continental terms. Why the departure from empire? What makes Lakota power different from, say, the Comanche empire?
2: Well, that's a good question, you know, and uh, uh, I wanted to to kind of highlight two things in the book. Uh, uh, the first was uh, Lakota's uh, uh, profound role in shaping American history over a very, very long period of time, and uh, and because most studies take the Little Bighorn, you know, that sort of climatic battle uh, 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 as a guiding coordinate, and those studies, most books uh, and and, uh, and and articles, just tend to sort of uh, trace. Uh, uh, the immediate uh, uh, build-up uh, uh, to the Little Bighorn, basic, basic, uh, basically, basically, this the uh, sort of the military build-up leading up to the Little Bighorn, and uh, that leaves basically, you know, huge chunk, massive chunk of of uh, of Lakota history, sort of uh, obscured and uh, and neglected. So uh, most uh, uh, Lakota histories really focus on on uh, uh, sort of. Uh, 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 mid uh, and late uh, uh, 19th century, where we have these uh, 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 climatic battles, uh, uh, red clouds war, and obviously uh, the Battle of the Little Bighorn. So I just wanted to go back, you know, uh, f- f- further further back, uh, actually all the way into the beginning when, uh, and see, you know, what Dakota history would look like uh, from that much longer perspective. And it looks quite, quite uh, uh, interesting, I think.
1: Yes, certainly. Um, chapter one traces the history and the modern origins of the Ocheti Shacoin. Uh, in what you call North America's ecological hinge between the present-day St. Croix, Minnesota, and Red Rivers. This is where thousands of refugees from the Iroquois Mourning Wars of the mid-17th century flocked towards in the wake of warfare. How did these Mourning Wars, which are hundreds if not almost a thousand miles away, impact the Ocheti shakawin
2: but that's a good question, uh, and I, uh, uh, the impact is, uh, is, is, uh, I think, massive and uh, and uh, shattering for the Ocheri Shakovin. You know, the uh, the Morning Wars, these Iroquois Morning Wars, are one of the great turning points in in early America history. Uh, early American history. In the, in the early uh, c- uh, 17th century, uh, uh, the Iroquois were struck by multiple smallpox epidemics and they lost um, uh, at least half of their population. And what happened, you know, they expanded westward, uh, uh, raiding other peoples, other native peoples, uh, uh, getting, taking captives uh, uh, to uh, replace their dead and also, uh, uh, Torturing and uh, and some you know and uh, torturing and uh, uh, physically eating these uh, 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 m- m- uh, captives uh, to sort of uh, uh, to get uh, uh, emotional release and and uh, repair their kinship lines and and uh, and and so forth. And uh, uh, what happens uh, uh, is that the Iroquois expansion and these I- Iroquois raids uh, uh, cause a massive diaspora. Uh, uh, uh into the west into the uh, uh western Great lakes which uh, where the where the is uh, 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 sort of uh, butting against uh, 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 these uh, these refugees and uh, what happens there is that uh, the, the, the French uh traders follow these uh, 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 these refugees into the west into the great lakes and uh, form an alliance, uh, and uh, and it's, it's a very strong alliance because they both need one another because they are both weak. The French are not strong in a strong position. They are short in numbers. And these refugee Indians uh, uh, need uh, uh, French trade, guns, powder. Uh, and and also med- mediation because uh, 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 there are m- there are multiple groups that need somebody to sort of uh, uh, to help facilitate negotiations and coexistence uh, between them and uh, and uh, so suddenly there's a huge you know mass of people on Ochety Sakowin's eastern border and these people are not willing to trade. Or interact with uh, the, with, uh, with, uh, with the, zoo, with the, with the with the Ochetishakomi, because they see them as, uh, as, uh, as strangers, as competitors. And, uh, and, uh, 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 the result for Ochetishakomi is, is this sort of profound, uh, and quite dangerous isolation. They don't have guns. They don't have access to guns or powder or iron weapons, which, may be, which in uh, this very competitive milieu uh, spells uh, uh, danger and potentially dispossession and death.
1: In Chapter 2, the Ochedi Shakuin begin to expand. And there, finally enabled by the material cataclysm of guns and horses, Lakotas begin to push Sioux borders towards Cree and Assiniboine territory near the Missouri River, or what they call Minnesota. Meanwhile, Eastern Oyade continued to negotiate French commercial and political interests in the Western Great Lakes. Despite pushing in opposite directions with opposite means of expansion, the Ochedi-Chakowin are as centralized as ever. Why is this?
2: Well, yes, uh, 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 the or Ochedi-Chakowin, is actually in danger of uh, uh, disintegrating as a nation, as an alliance. Uh, And uh, uh, Lakotas had acquired horses and were inching westward, uh uh from the Mississippi and Minnesota valleys. And uh uh, uh and there was a moment uh uh when uh, when the Lakotas who stayed in the east sided with the Greece against the Lakotas. So the Ocheti Sakovin was kind of splintering uh, and uh, splintering and suffering and a kind of uh, disintegration was a real possibility. What really sort of saves, and this happens again and again in, 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 uh, uh, in the history of the Ochechi Shakovin, they uh, go back to the, uh, uh, to the very basics what keeps them together, which is kinship, uh, uh, a sense of profound connectedness, uh, uh, perhaps the most potent power in the Sioux world. And it's that sort of a sense of uh, 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 togetherness and kinship that kept the Ochedi Shakovin uh, uh, intact and whole uh uh, uh while uh, uh sort of uh, foreign in a foreign political sense they are diverging but uh, uh, they always find a kind of a common ground in their in their shared history and and in their shared sense of uh, kinship and that it and like i said you know this it, it is that sort of uh, uh, kinship based politics kinship based uh uh uh, uh, uh Sense of belonging uh, that uh, uh, saves the Ocedi-Shakovin and the Lakotas later on. You know, uh, again and again, when they are facing uh, crises, whether they are ecological uh, 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 or political or military.
1: In chapters three and four, which together span the course of the Seven Years' War, Pontiac's War, the Lewis and Clark Expedition, and the War of 1812, the Lakota dig their heels in along the banks of Minnesota, reorienting regional power. How do the Lakota consolidate and exercise political power here, and how does this impact adjacent historical actors in the area?
2: That's a great question. So, uh, so on the way the Lakotas, uh, the, the Lakotas really shift westward in the in the early uh, early early seventeen hundreds, uh, and pulled by horses and pulled by the bi- bison, and they keep inching westward, at fighting a lot of uh, uh, prairie people on their way, you know, who are, are farmers, and uh, in the uh, and they finally reach the uh, Missouri vill- uh, uh, Missouri Valley in the in the seventeen sixties uh, and by that time. So they are horse and powder, and they are able to assert themselves and carve out space for themselves along the Missouri. It wasn't easy. As many as 50,000 people may have lived uh, on uh, Missouri's banks uh, and Grand Riverside villages. And these villages were rich. They abounded with uh, uh, corn, squash, horses and human energy. And that wealth sort of uh, exerted kind of an I- irresistible pull on the Lakotas, who desperately needed horses and carbohydrates for their rapidly growing population, which is reaching about ten thousand by now. And but these mystery villages, villagers, rigorous Mandans, and Hidatsas, uh, uh, they are quite troubled by these newcomers. The Lakotas had big needs, but little to offer. And, uh, and for the uh, Arikares and uh, Mendes and Hidatsas, uh, Missouri was home and sacred. It was a place where all their history had happened, and they were almost immediately determined to keep the Lakotas uh, uh, out. And this is the turning point, one of the big turning points in Lakota history. You know, the uh, Lakotas now, they need access to, uh, to, to the Missouri uh, 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 and its resources and they fight them, uh, their way in. And uh, so Lakotas rely rely on force, they attack the villages, and they soon carve out uh, a kind of a 200-mile expanse of the misery for themselves. And uh, then they uh, turn uh, or shift to sh- sort of uh, shape the uh, the political landscape of the missouri valley they reduce the villagers the mandancy that's in recurrence uh, to veritable vassals uh, and uh, by blending raiding and extortion with diplomacy and trade into what might be called a uh, an economy of violence they isolate the villagers from the bison herds creating artificial demand for their own products and demanded gifts of, uh, gifts of corn as a price for peace. And, uh, uh, and while this is happen, uh, happening, uh, uh, the Lakotas also spot another opportunity because the St. Louis was booming in the 1790s, uh, and, uh, and, uh, uh, and its, it's uh, merchants and traders were starting to push north along the Missouri uh, towards the Mandan uh, uh indian villages uh far in the north and uh, they, they they were sort of the Mandas were very famous for the trade trade uh, 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 um, networks and that's where the uh where the uh, uh french spanish uh, uh saint louis traders wanted to go but lakota start to intersect them and uh and uh, uh, um, uh, 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 and stopped those boats uh, and, and started to demand tolls, a portion of their goods as a price for access. And they effectively turned the Middle Missouri Valley into a kind of a tribute-yielding machine. And this has, uh, you know, uh, uh, interesting sort of implications for the, for the Lewis and Clark, who pushed up river from St. Louis in 1804, and they crashed all but blindly into the expanding Lakota, America. And uh, it, it's it's quite interesting history, in a, in a way, uh, uh, because from Lakota perspective, these explorers, Lewis and Clark, uh, did almost everything wrong. They did not freely share their massive wares of goods. They tried to pull the rigorous away from the Lakota orbit to US-1, and the Lakotas ended up shadowing uh, the Corps of Discovery upriver, keeping them uh, in a nearly constant state of agitation and panic they really sort of uh, made it quite horrible for the, uh, for the Lewis and Clark expedition. And uh, soon after that, yeah, uh, 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 actually, the Americans uh, uh, sort of take stock of the situation and realize that the, the Lakotas really are the sort of masters of the Mise- uh, Missouri, and they forge an alliance with them. They give them uh, and become staunch allies. They give the uh, 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 they offer Lakota say privilege uh, privileged access to the fur trade, vaccines, military collaboration, uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, basically uh, the Americans had uh, uh, sided with power, uh, uh, which is uh, the Ochedi Shakovin. And uh, and uh, uh, if we look a little bit further, you know, there was a real possibility uh, uh, that uh, uh, the war of uh, 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 the, the war of uh, uh, eighteen twelve might have uh, ended really badly for the United States uh, if the uh, if the had sided with the with the British, but the Americans had now embraced the, the Chedi-Shakovin and the Lakotas as allies. And, uh, and that sort of uh, possibility uh, passed.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today that's shopify.com slash system
1: in chapter five the lakota migration westward takes us all the way to paha sapa or the black hills where the lakota reorient themselves again and by extension the political system of the plains in its entirety again what is the pushback against this expansion like
2: well it is severe you know uh, uh. Uh, they, the uh, the crows, they, uh, they, there's a lot of pushback actually, and it's 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 native peoples, especially the crows, and also the plains villagers, ponies, Amahas, and autos uh, 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 and others. They all resist this Lakota expansion into the west, uh, uh, and uh, and the Lakota uh, Crow War becomes particularly. Uh, 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 vicious and uh and violent uh, uh, because you have now you know two nomadic uh, uh, two horse people two nomadic uh, nations sort of uh, uh fighting uh, uh uh over territory and uh, and they're both uh, ex- extremely powerful ex- extremely mobile and, uh, and able to uh, inflict a lot of damage on one another, and it is a war that lasts about, uh, you know, at least two generations. Perhaps the longest war ever fought in North America, and it, it sort of stretches both groups uh, at their very limits. At the same time, uh, 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 along uh, on the on the western plains, uh, the Lakotas are quite systematically. Uh, uh, Dispossessing or, or pushing the prairie villagers uh, uh, out. There's two reasons for that, you know. Uh, one is uh, that it's re- you know people cannot really survive in the in the in the grasslands without access to river valleys, and these prairie villages, the ponies and others, occupied those villages and uh, those river valleys, and uh, and. Uh, and so, uh, what what follows is this sort of uh, uh, competition or rivalry for resources, which is uh, grass, water, shelter. Especially during the uh, uh, winter months, you know, people the only way to survive winters in the in the, in the open plains was to uh, uh, establish your camps uh, uh, in the protective. Uh, 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 river valleys. So it, uh, these are really pitiless, uh, uh, pitiless, uh, and and long lasting wars that that uh, uh, take uh, uh, that uh, last for for decades. And in in uh, in the Lakota Crow case, uh, uh, generations.
1: By chapter six, the United States undergoes a carefully orchestrated quote unquote hard metamorphosis into an empire. And by Chapter 7, with the discovery of gold in the Black Hills and in other indigenous spaces across the West, this expansion takes an even more aggressive turn. How do the Lakota respond to this power approaching their sacred spaces uh, and their most valuable resources?
2: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the uh, uh, the uh, the Black Hills, the Paha Sapa, is... Uh, is uh, it's the most sacred place for the for the Lakotas. It is uh, 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 the place of their origin. That's that's uh, the uh, uh, creation stories uh, uh, tell them that they, they were born. They they emerged from a cave in the Black Hills and uh, uh, and uh, and uh, uh, and then uh, uh, spread all over the uh, all over the West. Uh, uh, from the uh, Black Hills, uh, uh, you know, east, west, and south, and uh, and north. So it is a it's 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 a it's a deeply sacred uh, uh, place for Lakotas, uh, the heart uh, the heart of, uh, heart of everything that is, how they say it. So uh, uh, so uh, Lakotas respond with force and with renewed expansion, uh, and they uh, fight. The, the the Americans uh, 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 systematically and actually, uh, uh, which results to the Treaty of 1851, where the United States uh, 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 actually uh, is, is willing to negotiate with the Lakotas and uh, and, uh, and 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 willing to make. Uh, uh, Kind of uh, quite surprising uh, uh, concessions uh, uh, to the Lakotas. The reason being is that, you know, uh, uh, gold had been found, discovered in California. And California is suddenly the richest place on earth. This is in, uh, in, uh, uh, in the late 1840s. And the Americans absolutely, absolutely need access uh, uh, uh to that california gold the only way to get access to it is to uh, uh is overland travels with uh, uh, the uh, overland uh, uh, trails which trace these uh, uh you know uh, uh, rivers from the uh, from the missouri uh, uh to the uh, to, uh, to the west and those rivers belong to the lakotas so united states is, a, is forced to negotiate with the lakotas for uh, rights of way the West. And the result is in the 1851 treaty of uh, of uh, sometimes called uh, the Treaty of Fort Laramie, uh, 1851, which is very generous for, for the Lakotas. And uh, they get a, a huge uh, a reservation, uh, that covers much of the much of the uh mid continent uh, and uh, and uh, but also open uh, uh, access uh, uh, to the west for the for the us us uh, 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 immigration so uh, uh, and uh, this kind of uh, uh, is the is the is the moment where the uh, United States and 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 Lakota interests really kind of align, uh, align in uh, in a uh, rather surprising way and uh, they both uh, realize they both realize that they they they, 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 are, uh, they have sort of uh, they are expanding into the West in tandem and they kind of uh, 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 form this uh, this this uh, 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 Alliance based on 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 that uh, 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 on that kind of a connection uh, uh, and understanding that they they both need something from, from the other and they are willing to and able to make it work. So they uh, they become allies uh, in in 1851.
1: Chapters eight and nine recount the long history between the Fort Laramie Treaty of 1868 and the Wounded Knee Massacre of 1890, an era of Lakota history divided largely in two by the Battle of the Greasy Grass or Little Bighorn, perhaps uh, the moment in Lakota history most well-known to most Americans. So how and why are the Lakota able to exercise power so expansively after Fort Laramie? And why does Lakota authority and mobility become hampered so quickly in the 1880s?
2: Yeah, so uh, the... Laramie Treaty of 1868 is, is again, you know, it's, it's based on, uh, on the, on the, uh, earlier, uh, Laramie Treaty 51. And it's, it's very, very generous for, for the Lakotas. Uh, uh, the reason being, uh, that the United States had just lost a war, Red Clouds War, uh, uh, against, uh, uh, the Lakota Nation and the Cheyenne Rappahoe allies. Uh, 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 United States had uh, tried to, or the U.S. military actually had tried to open and had opened a, a, a Bozeman trail uh, uh, into Montana where gold had been found and uh, uh, that violated the 1851 uh, uh, treaty stipulations. Uh, and so uh, uh, and the uh, Red Cloud, who sort of uh, was emerging as a, as a pivotal leader here, had repeatedly warned the Americans that you know you need you you can't access these regions uh, uh, this is basically uh, uh, the, uh, the river valleys uh, uh, in the in the uh, uh, in the west um, but the Americans ignore those warnings and uh, uh, the uh, lakota and Rapaho alliance uh, uh, punishes them uh, and uh, uh, in a battle that that becomes known as the, the Federman massacre so uh, and all that uh, you know uh, th- that kind of uh, why the lakotas are able to 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 win this war is uh, uh, I'm I would say it's it's uh, because they are emerging now, butting against the United States and and struggling with this much larger power. The Lakotas have to reinvent themselves, and they reinvent themselves. They shift shift uh, shift shape and become an imperial power. They they uh, centralize political. Uh, 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 decision-making, you know, not systematically, but sort of uh, in, in a situational uh, 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 manner. Whenever there's, they need uh, 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 to make hard decisions, uh, they appoint leaders to make those uh, uh, decisions and uh, so uh, the, the Lakota uh, uh, nation becomes much more coordinated and uh, functioning as a kind of uh, uh, indigenous empire that is able to uh, uh to 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 keep the United States at arm's length and punish them in war, in battle uh, uh, if, uh, if necessary. So uh, what happens then is is the 1868 uh, 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 Treaty of Fort Laramie, which is again very generous. For, for the Lakotas, uh, they get about 100,000 uh, square miles of uh, a, a square mile reservation, but they also uh, uh, retain hunting ra- uh, hunting rights uh, uh, far to the north and far to the south and far to the west. And this is, uh, uh, here there's a, there's a fundamental kind of a misunderstanding uh, 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 or discrepancy uh, between the United States and, and Lakota. Uh, ways of thinking about territory, uh, borders, and uh, and, uh, and 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 uh, 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 ownership. For Lakotas, uh, hunting right, rights uh, uh, actually mean possession, sovereignty over that region. But uh, uh, and and Americans obviously thought that these uh, uh, these are just basically uh, uh, rights of access, and uh, and. Uh, so uh, there's this uh, kind of uh, uh, really interesting uh, a moment where, uh, you know, these two uh, uh, emerging empires, United States and Lakotas, are able to coexist uh, in the same space because they understand, actually, you know, uh, kind of creatively uh, 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 misunderstand, uh, 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 the, you know, how they how they see a... Uh, uh, understand world power expansion, border sovereignty, and so forth and so forth. So, so for a little while, they're able to coexist as two expanding powers. <laughs> the problem now is, uh, at this point, is that uh, the, the, uh, the uh, uh, bif- uh, bison herds had began to decline. And that is a, a, a grave threat for the, for the Lakota people, uh, 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 obviously and uh, so uh, what happens the lakotas began to expand and i called it buffalo imperialism they're trying to retain their uh, uh their sovereignty and uh which is linked uh, in their mindset uh, to the viability of the hunt you know as long as there's the, there's a buffalo uh 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 they can hunt and 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 follow you know they uh, they own those lands, but when they when the buffaloes disappear, you know the the land basically becomes uh, uh, in a way not useless to them, but the, you know it's it's a uh, 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 it's it's uh, uh, like I said, you know the 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 idea of sovereignty is tied uh, to the bison, so the Lakota set out to to uh, sort of uh, dominate all the available. Uh, 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 and viable uh, uh, bison hunting grounds around them. So, uh, and it, it, it can be seen as a kind of uh, 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 imperial expansion or buffalo imperialism, as I say. Americans realize this that the Lakota sovereignty and Lakota survival is is uh, absolutely linked to to the uh, to the health of the uh, bison populations. And, uh, and, uh, in the, in the early seven, uh, 1870s, uh, uh, the, the, army, U.S. army, uh, basically, uh, authorizes, uh, um, massive commercial hunting of, of the buffalo, uh, uh buffalo herds in the West, uh, with the, with the, uh, with the idea, with the hope that uh, uh, when the buffalo uh, are gone, the, the Lakota, uh, uh, Lakotas have to uh, return, uh, uh, become sedentary and, uh, and uh, accept the U.S. government's uh, sort of uh, uh, oversight and control over them.
1: You conclude the story by reemphasizing a common theme throughout your book, and that is the flexibility and adaptability of the Lakota. Throughout the 20th and 21st century, time and time again, the Lakota seem to defy historical prediction and assimilationist agendas, proving most resilient in the face of the most violent assaults on their sovereignty, culture, and livelihood. To what degree is Lakota resilience informed by the history you tell in Lakota America?
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, uh, you know, uh, uh, and I think that uh, uh, that resilience uh, is a product of their history, you know, the very specific history of the Lakota people, uh, both uh, endured and, uh, and and forged, you know, uh, and uh, uh, you know they had uh, contested with, uh, you know, starting from the from the early. 1700s or so, you know late 1600s they had contended with multiple empires you know French Spanish and and British and they they knew exactly you know uh 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 how empires how nation states how colonialism how racism, uh, uh, how how dispossession works so uh, uh and and uh, they had learned to uh, uh to adapt to these uh, uh, these pressures, and uh, uh, in the book, you know, the sort of the central mo- motive uh, of the book is is, uh, is the, the idea of shape shifting, Lakotas uh, 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 sort of uh, uh, shifting shape as uh, as uh, external or internal uh, conditions uh, 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 demanded. And uh, you know there were uh, multiple of these, uh, you know, uh, uh, shape shifting uh, episodes uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, changes of uh, in the political mindset, uh, uh, forging new alliances, dropping old alliances. All these uh, things are absolutely, uh, uh, you know, that sort of like almost extreme. Uh, flexibility is uh, is absolutely essential, I think, especially in the nineteenth, late nineteenth century milieu, for for indigenous survival. adaption, understanding uh, uh, how how these uh, uh, foreign powers work, is uh, absolutely essential uh, 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 for survival. And uh, it is that you know, uh, uh, to me, there's a direct line. From the, we, we started the conversation about uh, when uh, Lakotas are sort of isolated in the in the in the shadow of uh, of the Iroquois Morning Wars and the and the French uh, uh, refugee in the middle ground. They were sort of uh, 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 isolated and and vulnerable. And I I see a sort of a direct line from that kind of uh, 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 moment. Or, or, or stage in their history, which was, you know, extremely challenging and extremely dangerous. I see a direct line from that situation uh, to the uh, uh, expansion and uh, and uh, and uh, victories in the West, and leading up uh, uh, all the way to the uh, the Battle of the Little Big Horn. The sort of the which is, uh, you know, kind of, is kind of a symbolic. Uh, 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 um, manifestation of, of 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 Lakota power and the ability to shape uh, their own destinies and the uh, and the uh, destinies uh, of the larger you know uh, uh, arc of uh, of American history.
1: Well, Paco, we've taken up a lot of your time today. Before we wrap up, I have one last question for you. What are you working on now?
2: Well, now, you know, I've uh, written two books on, on Native empires, you know, on Comanche Empire and now, you know, Lakota, uh, about Lakotas. And uh, I'm uh, writing a more synthetic work now uh, 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 on, on, on still uh, in, in Native Americans, but it's, it's in, the, in, the, in the very early stages. So uh, I just, uh, I don't quite know, you know, where it's going to take me. But uh, that's that's usually you know where I roll you know so uh, uh, I'm hope to be you know happily surprised what I found uh, but it's 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 uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, I'm sort of moving uh, uh, moving away from uh, uh, this kind of uh, focusing on one just a single single group and uh, taking a little bit uh, broader view on uh, on American history.
1: Well, Pekka, whatever shape that project takes, it sounds like another important one. I want to thank you for being on the show today. I really enjoyed it. Take care.
2: Likewise. Thanks for having me.